Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Make It a Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Musher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're talking about the African Conference for Catholic Clergy and Religious in the United States, which will be held next week in Des Moines. Our guests today are Deacon Francis Chan and Father Ambrose Ledoux of St. Ambrose Cathedral in Des Moines. Also joining us is Father Afonso Senaliki, who is president of the ACCRUS. All three have been instrumental in the planning of this event. Before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the bishop's mind. Kelly, so good to have you. <laughs> I was out in western Iowa earlier this month, and your fans out there, you know, oh, they love having you on the Iowa Catholic Radio Show. So, you know, and oh, by the way, yeah, you too, Bishop Johnson. So they're very, very polite. So you're not Liam Dale, but we're letting Liam, you know, climb out of the salt mine for a time and spend some time with his family. But he'll be back with us uh, next week, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so, or in a couple weeks, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's a, a event. Obviously, July, a lot of people are finding time for refreshment, but also to feast. And uh, it was so good on July 3rd to be with the people at St. Boniface in Westphalia. What a great event celebrating 150 plus two years with the pandemic delay. And uh, people really turned out in force and so many families returned, generations upon generations, grandchildren and everything else. So we had the beautiful mass at St. Boniface and uh, we were joined by Father Ken Gross and others from the parish, obviously Father Michael Anto, the administrator, and uh, yeah, Deacon Gary Schneider, a uh, native son of the parish as well. So uh, the parade was a lot of fun, you know, the, the, not only the, the huge farm equipment and everything else. And I got to sit up on the, in the cat seat there, kind of nice. looking at everything coming down, coming down the pike and, yeah. uh, you know, next to John Henshide and, and, <laughs> and company. So uh, I think it was just a really celebratory moment and deepening the bonds of community, too, as, as we go forward. So uh, and then the following week, St. Patrick and Imogene. Uh, you know, they too had delayed for two years, 140 years of the founding of that parish. And so uh, they really did it in style in so many ways. I mean, it was also the final reunion for the St. Patrick Academy. Uh, they were not actually joined by actual religious sisters of mercy or the Dominicans, but uh, there were some uh, sisters about, I don't know, the attired in habits. So uh, maybe that part of the skits and things that they did as well. So, but all in good fun and with great reverence and appreciation. And then the dedication of the Heritage Garden at uh, Margaret uh, Laughlin uh, had been the inspiration, the longtime secretary there. Dan Kinsella, I think he had four costume changes over the course of the evening. And then, you know, they said there were going to be little fireworks. Well, oh my goodness, the fireworks at the end of the night were, I mean, I've been, you know, privileged to be in Boston or Washington, D.C., but these were 40 minutes. They don't have to, wow. they can hold a candle literally <laughs> to anyone else that might be part of this, too. So, but uh, we're conscious of other events that uh, have kind of passed, so the great uh, ordination of the six deacons now who will be taking assignments and they're most for the most part in their own uh, home parishes and things and then the feast of saint benedict and kind of conscious again of the shooting in highland park and it's an occasion uh, of benedict uh, for some of us to recall 20 years ago the uh, shooting of the man with the assault rifle at conception abbey in the abbey church mm-hmm. that killed two monks and wounded two others uh, and, and reflecting and reminiscing on that the kind of spirit that hopefully we can embrace as a society as well. Father Kenneth Reichert, uh, who was there, was one of those who was seriously wounded but has recovered in that. But his reflection, June 10, 2002, 
uh, kind of striking for me because I had just completed a retreat in that same Abbey Church the week before, and uh, so it's very much a, a place for our priests and others, our, our deacons uh, in their formation that they are there. But uh, he thinks about you know how God remained present to people even as uh, some who were disturbed in some ways, the lack of, of hope, the lack of love and family connection that seemed to be a common thread for many of our mass shooters mm-hmm. and things, but God's free love. And so they hear this in some way, but he says, you know, evil does exist in our world and evil works in people, including the evil one. But we pray as God is love. All of us are seeking love in our lives. We want to be embraced and accepted. We need to give love. And these shootings seem to have a common thread, someone who's lacking love, who doesn't see love and doesn't know love. So the call for all of us to be agents of healing and hope, to bring love to others, and to believe and pray, as Father Kenneth has done, for forgiveness that even the one who shot him and two of his, three of his brothers might be forgiven. We're going to take a quick break. Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes Scotty McCreary. With special guest, Allie Colleen. Give myself Sunday, July 24th at the Iowa Event Center Ballroom. I'm in between. Tickets and information available at CelebrateCountry.org. Sponsored by Ball Team. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're talking about the African Conference for Catholic Clergy and Religious in the United States, which will be held ne- next week in Des Moines. Our guests today are Deacon Francis Chan and Father Ambrose Ledoux of St. Ambrose Cathedral in Des Moines. Also joining us is Father Alphonsus Inalici. He's the president of ACCRUS. All three have been instrumental in the planning of this event. So good morning, Father Alphonsus, and uh, great to have Deacon Francis and Father Ambrose. We've got the St. Ambrose home team here in a beautiful way. <laughs> but truly, this is an event that is going to be not only an experience of the, the church in the United States, it's a, of the international church. And uh, credit goes to Bishop Emeritus Pates, uh, who extended the invitation prior to the pandemic and with some delay. But finally, we get to come together. And uh, this will be a brand new experience for me. But uh, Father Alphonsus, pastor of Our Lady of Lourdes Parish in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, so again, the, the Church of the United States extending over the mountains and the big sky country and all that there. Father Alphonsus, could you just tell us, this this is the 21st such conference and just kind of how this history has unfolded and where are some of the sites that have been there? But it's obviously has something that has some, some staying power. Uh, okay, uh, thank you, Bishop, first of all, for giving us the opportunity to participate in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Indeed, this is the 21st conference since the beginning of our, our 21st uh, convention since the beginning of our conference. And um, historically, I would say that African Conference of Catholic Legion Religious Accrues came to birth out of the initiatives 
from the Office of Pastoral Care for Migrants and Refugees, BCMR, at USCCB in Washington. Mm-hmm. So, in, mm-hmm. in 1995, the coordinator of ethnic ministries at the PCMR's office, who providentially was a Nigerian, saw the need for African priests and religious to meet periodically to share ideas on how to support each other and how to respond more effectively and efficiently to the challenges they experience within the American church and society. So since then, we have had a convention in many places, two times in Houston. The first time was in 2005. I was the president of Houston chapter then. 2004, before Houston was in Nebraska, Omaha. Last year, sorry, 2019, we had it the second time in Atlanta. So we have had many places in Los Angeles, in Chicago, in um, Boston, in Arizona, many places. So very much, uh, you know, uh, major metropolitan areas and, of course, Omaha, our friends in Spirit Catholic Radio and, and things hosting us uh, in Omaha. But so another Midwestern experience. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's about time you come to Des Moines and uh, experience a, a city that's becoming ever more rich uh, and diverse, I think, in terms of the uh, ethnic uh, population, uh, you know, not uh, as homogeneous as it would have been. And so I think the witness that the, those gathering for the conference will give to us, but I think to reflect back the local church here, too, in Des Moines. In, in this way. Uh, Deacon Francis Chan, uh, you know, you obviously are one who very much uh, conscious of the, the ethnic diversity of, of the church and at St. Ambrose Cathedral as well and in your ministry as a deacon. Uh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Johnson, for giving us this opportunity. And I would like also to uh, join my brother, Father uh, Alfonso, uh, this is a great opportunity uh, that you host us this morning to highlight on the, on the uh, convention that's coming. And uh, we are so uh, blessed, San Ambrose Cathedral, that will be uh, the location where most of those uh, uh, events will be taking place. Uh, I'm so grateful also for uh, uh, Reverend Fathers and Sisters from the, our diocese who has been uh, supporting me as a coordinator for this convention, uh, Father Ambrose, Ambrose Lado, who has put together a beautiful uh, liturgy. And of course, there is no any church without liturgy. <laughs> Father Ambrose has spent wonderful time putting liturgy together, and you will talk about it later on, where the three uh, uh, choirs will be involved in singing for the closing Mass on July the 29th. Uh, the Sudanese and Southern Sudanese uh, choir will be there, Eritrean choir, and an African Catholic choir from St. Catherine of Siena, led by Father Opando. They will be there. Uh, also, I'm grateful uh, to... Uh, Sopando, who's at uh, St. Catherine of Siena, the Drake it, University Newman Center. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. he's involved very deeply in this organization, and he helped us a lot. You know the Jesuit. When he put his hand, he said, here, what needs to be done. Uh, also, Father Felix, who is not here this morning, has been uh, helping us, Father George Como, and uh, Sister Susan, Sister Rosaria, and Sister Clark 
wish we will miss her because she have to travel to Nairobi for her 25th uh, anniversary of her bow. So we work together very closely uh, with the system of reverend fathers and reverend sisters uh, to put uh, thing together to get it done. So Deacon Francis, uh, you kind of mentioned a highlight with uh, Father Ambrose and his role as kind of overseeing the liturgies, and obviously Father Ambrose uh, very much uh, steeped in the liturgy. He's done so much to to make the uh, prayers of the church and the Roman Missal available to to many different groups, including that. It's a little massive work of translation and everything else. But Father Ambrose, uh, how what's your uh, expectations and hopes uh, for coming together, obviously to to worship and praise God, but to do so as a, a church? Uh, diversely gathered, representing various local churches. I thank you, Bishop, so much for having us on your show. Uh, we are expecting uh, brother priests, religious sisters, religious men and women, and some of our laity in this uh, conference. And uh, our hopes is that... Uh, this conference will bring us close to each other. Uh, this conference is going to help us not only know one another, but also build our relationships as Africans and as uh, clergy and religious serving the people of God in this country. Is it, uh, you know, we, we, the hope for everyone, uh, not just those who are ministers of the church, but uh, for the laity, is full and active participation? Are there any challenges with this in terms of language, music styles, or is this a, a grand opportunity? Well, the challenge will be, especially when it comes to the liturgy, some of the things will be done in different dialects, like the petitions, the songs. And the challenge will be, of course, uh, some will not be able to understand the language of others, but always the language of liturgy is one. Yes, indeed. It's in a, kind of a Pentecost moment where people will understand aspects of it. But that's a marvelous thing about the Catholicity and, and the rites of the church is that we can kind of situate ourselves and find ourselves at home. Uh, even if not always, you know, registering every last word in, in a cognitive way, but the Spirit, I think, speaks to us and speaks in our hearts in ways that we don't understand. Uh, the Masses, uh, there'll be times for holy hours, gathering. Obviously, this will be a prayerful event and not just any old conference, you know, where it's workshops and speakers, plenary and otherwise. But uh, so the, the, one of the principal Masses will be on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and again at St. Ambrose Cathedral, uh, Most Reverend Jerome Fodio of the U.S. Virgin Islands, the bishop whom I've had, it seems like every conference I've been at in the last two years, Bishop Jerome has been there. So we've become actually kind of friends of a sort. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to have him here. He's just a, a marvelously gentle shepherd and a man with a great uh, smile and sense of humor. And then at 5.30 p.m., excuse me, at 5 p.m., on uh, Friday the 29th, also at St. Ambrose, and I'll be privileged to be the main celebrant. But Bishop Pates will be with us, as well as Auxiliary Bishop uh, Eusebio Elizondo of, uh, of uh, Seattle. So are these liturgies open to the people from the Des Moines area who want to share and join with us? I think it is open. I think the concluding Mass will be open, where we will invite uh, uh, the lady to join us, uh, especially our choir from the Cathedral and St. Catherine of Siena African Choir. And uh, it is going to be open for many laity, and not only Africans. We 
we will also invite friends uh, who are uh, Americans, uh, Asians. We will invite them <laughs> the last yeah. month to come and yeah. join yeah. us. Even yeah. those of German and Irish descent are welcome, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that would be Friday at 5 p.m. the 29th. And, yes. uh, and we're not just trying to... You know, uh, you know, tout our own, toot our own horn here, but uh, what a what a spirit lifting uh, a moment that's there, Father Alphonsus. As we think about the the theme of the conference, called to be witnesses of Christ in a wounded world, and the goals of this conference, how do you see this resonating and really kind of uh, uh, providential in terms of where we are as a, as American society and where where the church needs to be. Uh. Indeed, when we look into our society presently, we realize that the church has been wounded in a variety of ways, and our society has been wounded in so many ways. And many people carry emotional, psychological wounds in their hearts. And the theme was chosen in order for us who are missionaries, priests, and religious, or to ministers of Christ, to look into our own lives, identify the woundedness that each of us carry, and the woundedness in our society, in the church, through the abuse, through betrayals, and for us to emulate our Lord Jesus Christ, the wounded healer, so that we can become agents and ministers of reconciliation and healing to our brothers and sisters in the church and the society. And this will actually resonate to the people because it touches not only individual lives, but also it touches the church and the society at large. And we hope that the presenter will do good in his presentation, the keynote speaker, and when we break up through into uh, different um, discussion groups, that will give us an opportunity to discuss on the theme and how we can translate the presentation into practical lives that we will become more efficient and effective as ministers of healing and reconciliation in a wounded world. That's uh, beautifully stated, and uh, you know we know of the uh, horrific acts of violence that have, have struck us uh, more acutely in, in recent months. But we just think of you know the, the the wear and tear of the pandemic and the kind of fragility of psychological health for people that we're only beginning to I think register and and come to terms with and and see it manifest itself. Or I think it'll be for years and even decades to come. Uh, but the other ways in which loneliness, estrangement, a, a feeling of uh, alienation that might be present, whether, you know, regardless of one's uh, racial or ethnic identity, but how this is present in a very pervasive way. Uh, we think about uh, the late author Henry Nowen, Father Henry Nowen, who used that theme of the wounded healer. It's part of what we're about uh, to come to terms with even the, the wounds of the ministers themselves. Do you see that uh, in some way being a theme that surfaces? Indeed, because for a minister to become an agent of healing, he must experience healing himself or herself. And the saying goes, Nemo that quadman habit, you cannot give what you do not have. Each 
us as ministers, we all carry our own wounds, our own hurts in our individual lives. Even as Africans, we carry the wounds and the scars of ethnic violence. We carry the wounds and scars of tribal violence. Recently, we've been hearing about the violence in Nigeria, the killing in the church, the, the matter of going on, many people being wounded physically, emotionally, there. So we can come from our own experience as Africans with our own uh, woundedness, tribally, uh, religiously, and uh, culturally, and knowing how we have been healed or how we have been experiencing the healing power of Christ in our lives. That to make us also to translate that in our own ministry as ministers of God here in the United States in our various places of work and ministry. I think that's one of the ways if we are able to come to terms with our own wounds and accept them and use them as means of bringing healing also to our brothers and sisters. That's how as ministers we can become wounded healers also. Uh, very profoundly stated, and uh, we're just a few moments before the break. I note that the uh, keynote address is going to be given by Dr. Daniel McGuire, Professor of Theology and Dean for Social Sciences and Manny's Associate Dean at the uh, Providence University. Uh, so kind of interested how that invitation went out to him, but we only have a few seconds here, but uh, he'll speak to that theme, obviously, with uh, bringing the professional uh, credentials of an academic, but uh, hopefully as a man in Christ and the witness that he will be able to give as well. So uh, we look to maybe kind of draw this out a little bit more after we come back in a moment. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, join org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hello, Steve Ray here. Join me along with Iowa Catholic Radio's Matt Wilcom and Father P.J. McManus for our Footprints of God Holy Land pilgrimage, November 11th through the 20th, 2023. We'll see the Church of the Visitation, touch the top of Calvary, and visit the famous Western Wall. Plus, I'll be right there with you the whole time to bring the Bible to life at every site. Don't miss the Iowa Catholic Radio's 15th anniversary Holy Land pilgrimage. Early bird pricing is available. Details at iowacatholicradio.com. We're back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson, talking about next week's African Conference of Catholic Clergy and Religious held right here in Des Moines. So great to be with Fathers Alphonsus and Ambrose and Deacon Francis Chan. Uh, Father Ambrose uh, Ledoux, uh, the, the diocese is not just passively providing a venue here, the, the physical meeting space. The diocese has taken an active role so that this has actually landed in Des Moines, hasn't it? Yes, Bishop, once again, thank you for having us. Uh, the diocese played uh, a great role in uh, the preparation for this convention, beginning from the time of uh, Bishop Richard Page and through to your time. You have been uh, instrumental to this uh, preparation for the convention. 
Uh, example, uh, financially, the diocese assisted us. The diocese gave us also a space to uh, meet uh, during these three days of the convention. The cathedral is given to us and many other things that we need for the liturgy and for the convention itself uh, was provided uh, by the diocese. And we also thank the diocese really for bringing a good number of uh, African priests and uh, religious uh, sisters in the diocese. And uh, this diocese also accommodated a lot of immigrants. Thank you. And uh, but we are the ones who are blessed. And of course, when we say the diocese, we mean the people of God who've uh, really made this possible in so many ways. And as shepherd, yes, I get to to, to uh, help to designate that. But to, to, you know. Father Alphonse is, uh, you know, again, conscious of our time limitations. But why, again, is it so important when, like, for instance, your ministry, your ministry isn't just focused on an Ang- African refugee or immigrant population. Your 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 ministry is to the, the diverse people of your, of your diocese. Why is it important for the African clergy to come together and religious, excuse me? Okay, Bishop. And I feel that it is necessary for us to come together because it does not, coming together as a conference does not only give us a sense of belonging, but it offers us the opportunity for our presence to be more evidently recognized and to our, for our voice to be to resonate more audibly in the society. Because sometimes when we stand individually and minister in our respective places, as I said earlier, we find our presence is not recognized and our contribution sometimes goes of us within the cracks. So we feel that coming together, we draw support from one another, we encourage one another and also we are able to learn on how to respond to the challenges because coming from Africa, we came from a different place. So these are the reasons why it is important for us to come together. Amen, and, and we, we're so happy that we can shine a light. And yes, there'll be some significant uh, topics for reflection, but uh, Deacon Francis, there'll be chances to celebrate too, and uh, you're kind of the ambassador of hospitality for the people. Uh, again, t- uh, thank you so much, Bishop and Kelly, for giving us uh, this opportunity. Yes, I, in, at this moment, I would like to extend uh, invitation to all those who can make it, especially for the uh, closing mass, the closing mass on July the 29th at 5 p.m. A week from today, yes. A week from today at uh, our mother church, uh, St. Ambrose Cathedral. Uh, all are invited to come and fellowship together and uh, present Christ in any way that each one has each one of us can uh, can uh, recognize the presence of Christ in our life. Uh, Is there going to be any partying or dancing? Of course, <laughs> of course. I know you got me dancing at NCYC. So. Of course, uh, as, the, as I said in the beginning, the liturgy that Father Ambrose put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is including some dancing when you sing that song. Uh, also, for the priests and the clergy on the 29th, they will have their own. Little party that where they will remember themselves where woo-hoo, they come from. Right. So come, it is a time for evangelization. Excellent. Thanks to Father Alphonsus and Father Ambrose and Deacon Francis. This has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson.
You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org.